Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lumos. Dumbledore. Lumos. Ron. Ron. Lumos. Hermione. Lumos. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Lumos. Hello, friends, and welcome to Stalkers Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, aka Bill. Also known as your friendly tech wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hallo. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little spooky cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 10, Halloween. Fun fact, this is the first chapter that does not start with the. Wow. Before we pumpkin up today's chapter discussion, get it, pumpkin? Uh, wow. We will do a short little cottage catch-up. Quiz bur- bur- burl with Quiz that I'll burl, guy. <laughs> I <laughs> feller over there. There's a new guy on the podcast. His name's Brawl. Quiz Bill with seasonal trivia. Oh, I cannot talk. Okay. We're keeping all that in. Okay. It's adorable. <laughs> I'm going to quiz Bill with seasonal trivia questions and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic pea brains. You know, so you know how the Weasleys had a ghoul? In mm-hmm. their in their upstairs. Yes. So I'm upstairs right now. We're upstairs in what I like to call the forge. I've been calling this the forge on my um, on my up talking Tolkien Lord of the Rings podcast. Yes. Uh, because it's hot as I'll get out up here, but it's upstairs. That's where the Weasleys had theirs at, and I feel like Brawl <laughs> is the Grawl of Bill. Oh you know my what I mean? gosh! Yes. So we have a new character on the show. Everyone and he will Brill. he will come and go. It's uh, maybe he's just maybe maybe the ghoul is sort of like any time we stumble or get tongue tied, it's like oh, there's Brill again. There he goes. I like that. How how would you spell that? Br- uh, B R U L L. Brill. Brill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, friends. Uh, he's back. I mean. He interrupted my nice pumpkin, uh, you know, ambience we were trying to create there. That's okay. I mean, Halloween, yes. ghouls, we're uh, goblins. We're right into the catch-up here, please. Toad singing. Just describe to me what's going on up here. Okay, so uh, we have a candle burning behind, you know, as if it wasn't hot enough up here already, uh, we decided to burn some extra candles. We're ridiculous. Uh, we have our pumpkin spice sort of candle in the back. We also have 
channel the flannel burning as well. You gotta save that for up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we're not we can't burn the whole thing now because I will be channeling the flannel in my Lord of the Rings podcast, uh, Up Talking Tolkien, an unexpected podcast. Be sure to check it out. Uh, I'll mention it later in the show as well, too, as we get into some news. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we, I, I was going before the show. Lottie's doing her work. Uh, she, she's, she's tracking stuff down for you guys, writing the beautiful summary, checking into everything, picking the Fantastic Beast. I'm like, all right, let me go in get some some coffee. And Lottie's always like, I'm good. I'm going to, you know, have my own fresh mm-hmm. pot of coffee. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I knew she would not argue when I got there and I saw pumpkin spiced mm-hmm. lattes and pumpkin donuts back on the menu. They're like mm-hmm. ready to go. So I was like, okay, this is this is actually awesome. And uh, yeah, so we, <laughs> if you, sorry, sorry about that. It was a little bit rude of me to be, mm-hmm. you know, talking with my mouth full, but uh, <laughs> hey, I just couldn't help myself. There's still four more sitting over there. Oh my gosh. No, I will have to finish them before the episode. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, if you haven't already noticed, we decided to make this the Halloween special because it fits the chapter and I keep seeing all those October posts, which make me super excited for fall and Halloween and Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I came here for, right? That <laughs> to the right, United States, <laughs> right? That's the reason you came here. I think you, you said I didn't. I never really dawned on me, but you were like, "Wow." Like, there's such a good run. Oh, sorry. All right, fine. Just, just the phone blowing up. Don't <laughs> brawl again. Message. <laughs> you guys keep down. Um, but no, you, you said that uh, from, the st- from the start of fall, really all the way up until Christmas, there's something to do. Every month you have something. Like, you have September, we're going to have different festivals, yes. and we're kind of getting into fall season. Then we'll have Halloween. Then we'll have Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have New Year's Eve. Yes. Right? It's crazy. Lots, lots of good stuff happening so from now on. Yeah, it's fall to winter. <laughs> but still, it's like from now until Christmas time, there's just a lot going on. There's yeah. the football season, which is massive uh, here, here, here mm-hmm. in the States. I finally got Lottie into football last year when we watched the yeah. Super Bowl. And my team, the Bengals. And by the way, Lottie can attest to this. I was a Bengals fan far before they made their Super Bowl run. Okay, mm-hmm. because you remember Lane and I got tickets, and I was talking to you. We like we went to to see the Bengals and everything before they were good, and they were on their way to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. no, I've been rooting for him for a long time. Uh, my favorite, my favorite quarterback. I'll show you. I'll show you later. He's they they call him the comeback kid, John yeah. Kitna. Yeah, John Kitna, number three, leading the Bengals. So be, be, been a fan for a long time. But I'm excited for football and for all the sort of fall festive stuff that we're going to be doing. Yes. You know, wearing flannel, going out and having a bonfire. Going on a you know maybe a little corn maze adventure. Yes. There's a uh, what's it called the Circleville Pumpkin Show. Is oh a yeah, big, your dad right? was talking about that. He was Huge. so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Massive. You talk about like putting Hagrid's pumpkins to shame. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, mean I, yeah, this is a little much. Went a little far there, didn't I? But uh, they, 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 I think they could rival. I think they could. I think they could. I, I think mean, there's definitely me some, some magic involved in those yeah. pumpkins, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're yeah we're just kind of getting ready uh, for for fall, and we're just getting in the in the spirit, you know. Yes. So I'm feeling I'm feeling great. How are you doing, sweetie? Uh, really, really good. I can't wait for everything pumpkin. I mean, we already have everything pumpkin up here right now. Right. Uh, uh, we had a really good morning. Um, yeah. Very uh, explosive energy. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Some of you might be taking that the wrong way. Please don't. Please do. But also, please don't. <laughs> uh, this. The, the, let me just. I, 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 can, can I? Can I? Can I set the scene for a second? Yes. 
Okay, and some people are like, oh, I gotta like turn this, tune this down, and got kids in the back seat. No, uh, what happened? We're in the kitchen, and we're cooking breakfast. We love making breakfast together, and breakfast yeah, is Sunday so morning. so yep. great. Um, we're we're preparing some sausages. We also cooking my dad some hamburgers for when he gets back from church and everything. So you had already made eggs and and and, and stuff, and you're like, well, we have some hard boiled eggs. Why don't I just go ahead and toss one of those in the microwave? <laughs> Hey, no problem. Hey, can, can can I sure cut it? Can I tell people though? I know that you're not exactly supposed to put them in the microwave. That's why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was gonna put them in for like ten to twenty seconds. Yeah. But the microwave has a button where it's just like automatically like thirty. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a magical button that's sort of like, oh, if you don't have time to press a second <laughs> digit, you can press one digit. Yeah. And we'll just run it for a whole minute. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I accidentally put it, pushed it twice. And then, you know, I was going to like, okay, don't forget the eggs. 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Let's just look at it. And then you came out with some big news uh, about Lord of the uh, Rings of Power. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. all of a sudden, my mind was taking off the eggs. I was, ta- just... I was talking about Rings of Power, flipping yeah. those sausages, and... <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> I I am like mid flip, and I I just hear the just like boom, <laughs> boom. And I was like, <laughs> I started like shaking and like like sausage just drip like like there's a like grease dripping down on me. I'm like, oh, I, I, I thought the stove was blowing up right in front of me. The microwave is we have above. A gas stove. We have a gas stove, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hit the floor. I was like, I was like, get out of here. We're gonna, we're gonna attack. Oh, Death Eaters showed up and they're attacking the burrow. Oh, my goodness. I could, thank goodness Dad wasn't here for yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. So, that was crazy. So, we had, okay, we had the eggs. Uh, we had, yeah, one egg, but it <laughs> made several explosions. And no, I it was actually the, two. Was it two? <laughs> Well, you I couldn't only, tell. I, I thought it was one large egg in there. No, uh, only, only one came back. Four no. things were obliterated. <laughs> I mean, but but the funniest thing was like we had a moment. You know, Lottie was a little bit discouraged. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. I should have done that. Blah, blah, blah. But we just got distracted. And then I, I remember walking back telling her moments later. I'm like, yeah, did you see me like freak out? <laughs> like at the stove, like shaking. I had this like shaking moment where it was like, like my, my limbs were shaking. I was like, what, what, like, what do I do? And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So it felt like, what are those things that they have in, um, Oh, at the Weasley joke shop, they they come oh, out probably the little, yeah the, the, the little honkers or yeah. whatever, and they come out and they just like explode, the exploding yeah. whatever. Uh, it felt like one of those, except for like this was like a boom. Yeah, I know. Boom. I did too. I I, I like, thought Whoa. too like it was, it was the oven or like something the stove or something. <laughs> and I mean like the microwave <laughs> is right in front of your face. You're standing in front of the oven. <laughs> I mean, first of all, <laughs> I completed the flip of that sausage. You did. Piece. Uh, and I was like mid boom, and I was like, Ugh, and I just I got the flip, and was like, I about to stop, drop, and roll. Is really what I was thinking about. But anyway, so yeah, very explosive morning here um, at Shell Cottage. Yeah, very uh, eventful. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, that was fun. I mean, last a uh, little catch up here before we get into our trivia training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited because. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying too much here yet, but okay. we might have a new potential guest soon. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm so super happy and and excited to meet that person, and hopefully, yeah, we'll get together soon with her. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and actually, we do have some some fun sort of exciting things coming down the line uh, in terms of just 
Uh, upgrades for the podcast, things that we're going to be doing potentially that might help and, and encourage us to make more um, episodes and, and just to continue doing fun Potter stuff. Mm-hmm. Our YouTube is, is actually blowing up right now, which is which is a lot of fun. Go Yahoo. check it out. Harry Potter Hangout. Uh, people blowing are up like an blowing egg. Up, uh, it's exploding. Uh, so people are enjoying that. And actually, there's a lot of theories on there that we want, we want to – I want to create a segment at some point at the end of the show where mm-hmm. we almost do a Harry – potter hangout recap where we kind of like talk about that'd be fun yeah some of the stuff that we that we talk about on that because because we're releasing like i don't know five or six of those a week Mm -hmm. so obviously we couldn't do all of them but we have like weeks worth of content in terms Mm -hmm. of just little theories and little did you knows and fun facts that i think would be fun to to put on the podcast because again you're going through a re uh, like this this reread Mm -hmm. and yeah we're all in the first book but boy it is so much fun we knowing it's it's a reread and it's been out for years that we could just jump ahead and everybody could you know experience some some fun little tidbits right. down the line you know yeah. what I mean so yes. so sort of after the reread uh, maybe we'll create that segment for you guys we'll give you little words of wisdom and then a quick little fun thing to to go out on which mm-hmm. would just be some Harry Harry Potter hangout um, stuff so. sounds good but yeah we have we have a, potentially a guest coming on and. Um, who knows? We might actually have – I'm hoping to have more of you on in the future. So if, yeah. you, if you're listening and you want to reach out and you'd love to share or you, yeah. you want to be on a chapter, I think it's really kind of cool because we want to live up to the idea that we want to you know meet new Potter friends right. and po- positive po- 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 positive <laughs> uh, Potter friends. Yeah. And it, we've, we we did that the other weekend with the Lotmans. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. So – and by the way, I'm sure they're still – well, when we get to the, the Potter news, uh, we got some stuff to kind of share there in terms of yeah. – uh, things that I think they might be excited about as well. So, yeah. Oh, yes. You know okay. I mean? Yes. Yeah. All right, though. Uh, before we go over the news, mm-hmm. you got to sweat through some trivia. Okay. I'm sweating already, so might as well trevor, might as well trevor me up. Okay. So, uh, this week, we're going to do it a little bit differently. Okay. Uh, and instead of the first question, instead of uh, being a Potter question, okay. it's a Halloween question. What? And I wanted to know if you knew mm-hmm. in what century did the practice of trick or treating begin? And we have. I do know. You do? Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me give you the. Give do you me the need options. four? Do you, do yeah, you need give four me options? The, give, okay. Give me three options. What if your option is not even in the options? I'm not going to tell you what my <laughs> option is until you tell me the options. So. Okay. <laughs> A. 14th century uh-huh b 20th century uh-huh c 18th century or d 16th century do you know what i was thinking originally was 16th century oh wow and is that wrong or is that right that is absolutely correct is wow, it correct i am 100 it, had you not even given me options i was gonna say 16th century wow give me your background now look I, you know I, here's that? the thing i i've said this before and i don't know if I, I think people think I'm just messing around here, but I, I am a professor, okay? Yes. And I want, well, okay, uh, just not currently uh, employed at Hogwarts, but I would love <laughs> to be the history professor. Yeah. I want to be so bad because I love history so much. And Ben's is just, you know, I mean, he doesn't even know if kids are there. So I feel like we could just put him <laughs> yeah. in a room and he could just do his thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, True. 
So we might we have some of the students. You mean who like you, you just say like, hey kids, we're gonna go into the other room and Ben's is just yeah. Well, stuff well, and... and there might be some kids who just want to sit in there and 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 listen or whatever. But you might need a different type of student who needs more engagement or something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could provide that you know sort of um, differentiate a little bit there yeah. at Hogwarts for yeah. those different learner needs and stuff. I feel like I could do that. But yeah, 16th century it wasn't weren't the uh, it could be wrong. Wasn't like the Salem witch trials around that time or something? I don't even know. Let me look that up. But uh, I don't know. I just, it was, it was a guess because I always associate like witchcraft and all these like witchy things around the 16th century for some reason, like that that time period. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And I I literally was just taking That's a stab cool, in the dark though. there. Honestly. That's awesome. So I got lucky on that one. Nice. So I, I'm going to give you a little bit of background information here. Please um, do. So in North America, actually, trick-or-treating began to develop as a Halloween tradition during the 1920s. Okay. But the European tradition of going house-to-house collecting food at Halloween goes back at least as far as the 16th century. In Britain and Ireland, there are many accounts of people going house-to-house in costume at Halloween, reciting verses in exchange for food, and sometimes warning of misfortune if they were not welcomed. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, like, they would, uh, like, verses is in, like, Bible verses or something? Or, like, just, oh, um... Reciting verses, verses in exchange for food? I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if it was something like, you know, it's it's uh, the opposite of, like, you know, now we kind of embrace the idea of, oh, we're going to dress up as, like, a wizard and a right, witch and a, right. a goblin and a ghoul or whatever. But I back then, you'd almost imagine they're trying to... Uh, you know, because cause any sort of dabbling or even pretending like you were into witchcraft, whew, you were, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, things were a little fire. They were explosive or they were <laughs> uh, drowned in water, whatever, you know. Um, but I don't know. I just think that's kind of, that's interesting. That's a, that's a cool, that's a cool fact about Halloween. You know, it makes sense too. And, and, sorry, to, so, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off. In, mm-hmm. in the 1920s. Um, that that's when we started kind of things were really progressive and you know mm-hmm. very uh, what do you call it I don't know provocative more provocative like we had shifted in the 1920s to different styles of, of music and dress and and you know you had all sorts of like bootleggers and stuff like that going on so kind of makes sense that they <laughs> that's the time when our society started to kind of uh, embrace that stuff Fantastic yeah. Beast is set during that time period and, and you see what the like the um, What's her name? Uh, Barebone? Yes. Yeah. And they're like super against all these, you know, uh, new new ways, if you will. Right. Like this new mm-hmm. fad and style and stuff. And yes. that also uh, was more like, hey, we're more a little accepting of some of this uh, witchery going on here. We're, <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, you laugh at it, you make a joke of it. But I mean, in, in this, if you're allowed, if you're letting your kids go trick or treat in the 1920s, I don't know. Kind of funny. Interesting. Okay. So we got the, yeah, next, uh, Okay, next question. I, I was just thinking about it. Like, it's interesting. Uh, we could talk about Halloween a little bit in our extendable year edition. Yes, I'd love to. How it came to can be I ta- our Halloween. Yeah, you eyes. know what I'll do? I'll tell you my, my, my experience. In Sounds this. wonderful. Yeah. With, okay. Uh, Halloween. Okay. Well, yeah, if you're interested, uh, definitely check out our Patreon and Apple Premium yeah. for the extendable. Okay. Second question. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Oh, that was also terrible. <laughs> Let Hermione do it. Uh, okay, all right. Why did you, Bill Weasley, not turn into an actual werewolf after Greyback's attack? Oh boy. Because 
because Professor Lupin was there to guide me, uh, and he helped me out. And I and I, and I started eating steak that was more rare. <laughs> True, he did that, yeah. So I think that was the key. And mm. I don't think it had to do with any potion or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Mm. No. This is a good one. Mm. Oh, finish the key, The key factor yeah. was because Fenrir was not tr transformed himself, so it didn't happen during a full moon. Ah. And he was still in human form. When you attacked him. That's why he only has, like, we don't know to Symptoms. what extent. Yeah. But he doesn't turn into, ever turn into a full werewolf. He just, like you said, he now loves, uh -huh. like, red meat and, you know, like, his steaks and everything and has some yeah. tendencies. I didn't even realize that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, I you know, I actually, interesting you bring that up because thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, yeah, at some point maybe he did turn into a werewolf. But no, he never he never does. He, that's, not the, that's not the case. Yeah, that's what I, I had a misconception about that, too. Mm -hmm. He never yeah, did. Yeah, because you think he does with the scar on his face and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we, you almost think, like, we just never get to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, it's just that there's, like, symptoms or side effects mm -hmm. from that attack or whatever. Maybe he gets a little, like, you know... Wow. and sick during the full moon and Fleur has to take extra you, care you, of him. Do you think he got a little, do you think he grew a little extra arm hair and stuff Oh, like that? definitely, yeah, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <I was, clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, probably a little extra hair on his toes and whatnot, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's interesting, though. I like that. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Very fitting. Okay. What? Rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Time for some more magic zoology knowledge. Zoology. Good job. Well, what do you think is today's magical beast? Yes. Uh, I would say that it has something to do with Halloween, and it probably has something to do with a character in this chapter. I'm mm -hmm. guessing maybe a troll. <laughs> wow. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> I'm still trying to swallow that pumpkin spice uh, donut. Sorry. <clears throat> They're a little dry, aren't they? Um. Yeah, but with the pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> goes well. Okay. Yep. Today, we'll take a closer look at the troll. According to Fantastic Beasts, where to find them? The classification is four axis. And just to remind you. Whoop. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I'm just flipping through my book here. Four X's means dangerous, requires specialist knowledge, and skilled wizard may handle. Okay. The highest is five X's. Okay. So, the troll is a fearsome creature up to 12 feet tall and weighing over a ton. Notable for its equally prodigious... Prodigious. Prodigious. Yeah. Prodigious. Strength and stupidity... The troll is often violent and unpredictable. Trolls originated in Scandinavia, but these days they may be found in Britain, Ireland, and other areas of Northern Europe. Trolls generally converse in grunts that appear to con constitute a crude language, though some have been known to understand and even to speak a few simple human words. The more intelligent of the species have been trained as guardians. Mm -hmm. There are three types of trolls, mountain troll, forest troll, and river troll. The mountain troll is the largest and most vicious. It is bald with a pale gray skin. 
The forest troll has a pale green skin, and some specimens have hair, which is green or brown, thin and straggly. The river troll has short horns and may be hairy. (laughs) 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 Harry, are you a river troll? It has a purplish skin and is often found lurking beneath bridges. Trolls eat raw flesh and are not fuzzy in their... Fuzzy? In their... Yeah, fuzzy. Oh, they're not fuzzy in their prey, which ranges from wild animals to humans. Wait, they're not fussy. Oh. (laughs) Fussy. Yeah. That's funny. Well, maybe (laughs) sometimes you should read them. They're not fussy. Uh, You know, it's another language from another... century yeah well it's 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 also it's also the fact that i think when you're reading something this happens to me all the time too you read the words hairy right you read all these other things that would that would be similar to fuzzy yeah and then so you see something like fussy and you say fuzzy yeah happens to me in professional development all the time (laughs) as i'm reading in front of other teachers and they're like oh you know just go to the reading teacher over there let's just let him read out loud (laughs) everyone has a great fear of reading out loud it's yeah yeah. because all of a sudden the words they just uh twist around and some endings oh, yeah. are like they <clears throat> drop and you know they also, do all sorts of stuff in front of you if if just real as you about to dive into the trolls here mm-hmm. um which is totally gross um <laughs> but uh the, we, we've been reading shorts mm-hmm. and so we as lottie reads now we have now developed a habit where we're like rereading everything yeah so if we ever forget to edit that out and you hear us reread the same line five times we forgot to edit it out uh, and I think it's kind of funny. So yeah. just that's one of those you lay it down in case it ever happens. Sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, the trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hear about them. They possessed uh, rudimentary magic, mm-hmm. yeah. but it is not known how they applied it. So they have some kind of magic, but we don't really know how they use it. Okay. Um, I guess like, you know, how Hagrid and, and uh, giants have superhuman strength. Maybe they have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of that strength as well. Interesting troll whiskers had magical properties and were sometimes used as wand cores that is gross though they were considered inferior to the supreme cores yeah no kidding (laughs) yeah i wouldn't want a troll whisker in my wand no no (laughs) skilled magical multilinguists such as barty crouch Mm. could understand troll language and professor quirrell at least had some kind of gift communicating with them Whoa. Which is super important and interesting for this chapter, even. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Some witches and wizards uh, made a career out of training security trolls, which is mm. cool. Like, you know, we were always wondering, what do wizards and witches do after Hogwarts? We have, we have some typical jobs, like ministry jobs or um, teachers yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. But, but... Tr- training uh, security trolls. Yeah. That's a cool one. Uh, and a troll was Quirrell's tr- contribution to guarding the Philosopher's Stone in the underground chambers during the 1991-92 school year, which is right now, mm-hmm. the chapter we're discussing, at Hogwarts. Wait a second. <clears throat> I know. You Hold are going to bring us up. This is We can wait. Right. We can wait. We have to we wait for the we'll chapter. Wait. I didn't know that. Wow. We forget because it's not in the movie. In the movie, we see only a ha- uh, you know, like some of the protective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. measurements that teachers took um, for the you know to protect the stone. Right. But there was actually a lot more in the book. Right. Yep. So yep. I never thought we'll about talk. quarrels though. Mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think? Would you want to have or befriend a troll? Yeah. No. 
No, not really. I know it's crazy, though, that Hagrid would say yes to that and sort of does later in the series, you I know? I think so, too, honestly. Where was Hagrid in this chapter? <laughs> yeah, where was he at? Why was he need to kind of talk? Uh, I don't know. It makes me always think of the, when I think of trolls, uh, the most famous trolls, again, it, it's a great move, by the way, to start off with a troll mm-hmm. in, in, in your book. So J.K. Rowling bringing in a troll is, is great because in the Hobbit series, you have three trolls. Um, you have like the three Billy Goats Gruff and they, there's a troll, yes. there's a river troll under the bridge, you know, guarding it or whatever. And I just think it's cool. People know what a troll is. And so when you do other types of, it sort of eases you into the... The, the magical world and fantastic beasts. So there's yeah. already like a unicorn mm-hmm. is mentioned. Well, we know what yeah. a unicorn is and, we, and we'll know what a troll is and stuff like that. Uh, later down the line, we get into more that we're like, what is that? You know, you know? and then a, she has to yeah. kind of explain What's those a more. Or a hinky pond yeah. Or like yeah. Oh like yeah. Yeah. Gr- mm-hmm. Yeah. Grindy low. And some of them might even be known of mm-hmm. like in, like in, in, I don't know, not well known, but they're out there in the real world. We just don't know though. They're not as well known. So, it's cool when she brings them up later on, but yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, but I absolutely would not want to troll. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. Same. You're Don't out. really I'm want troll. one. I Don't you mind. already have one though? <laughs> Slam on ta- me. What are you talking? Slam about? on me. Sorry. Ah. Uh, no, that was funny. <laughs> no, you're not a troll. I'm not a troll. Okay. No. But, I mean, like, having one to guard something important, if you have them near your house or something, It was not, a nice you know? troll. Like, if someone trains them for us and... You know what I read in The Hobbit? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, those trolls were actually okay. They mm-hmm. just were hungry. Okay, yeah. That's all. They're, they were just hungry for, for dwarves and hobbits. So, yeah. Uh, you know, otherwise, they're just doing their own thing. No, yeah, I know. I guess guarding would be cool. That would be interesting. But other than that, I'm not really, I'm not really a huge fan of... Of trolls are kind of gross, and actually, the way they do it in the yeah. film is is awesome because that yeah. troll is totally gross, yeah. and has major troll bogies. Mm-hmm. Do they yeah. say bogies? Is that how they say it? How do you say it? Bo- uh, I don't know boogers. Boogers. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Bogies. Yeah, I think bogies, that's how yeah. they say it. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> troll bogies. <Those> British people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. What do you got for Potter Watch? Pop up Potter Watch. So, friends, um, basically, as you're listening to this, the first, uh, this is sort of news, I guess, around the fantasy realm. It's not necessarily related to Harry Potter. We got depressing news last week, which was that the, um, mm. which was that the, uh, the legacy game, Hogwarts Legacy, is going to be delayed, and so we're still a little bit sad about that. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we're picking ourselves back up here in terms of other fantasy news that's going on around. Other uh, fandoms, and so yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Anyone who listens here, we have some people who followed over from other projects, and some people who are brand new and who just love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do run other other projects, and so if you are interested in like Lord of the Rings or uh, Game of Thrones or even Star Wars, all three of those have major like TV shows coming out mm-hmm. this in the next month. And we had one that just came out on this this past Sunday, uh, which is House of the Dragon. So. Season one, episode one. Yeah. Covering that over on Bend the Knee. And then we have Rings of Power, which is coming out. My buddy Lane and I mm-hmm. are going to be covering that. It's, f- it's phenomenal. And if I think I think in terms of like what's closer, like Harry Potter, the sort of 
the hero journey, like the hero yes. arc, very much more relatable to Tolkien's work and yes. in, in, in Lord of the Rings. And the movies right? came out at the same time, and they had all sorts of yeah. like comparisons between Frodo and Harry, or like oh, the, yeah. the actors Daniel Radcliffe and um, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah, yeah, yeah. so fun because yeah. they do look a lot alike. <laughs> they do a little bit, right? Yeah, no. What's, what's a Harry Potter doing over there in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, uh, they're they're just a lot of fun. And the other one, so even Star Wars, which is more like I know that it's, it's, it's classified as like sci-fi. It's really fantasy. It's really just sort of the hero arc in, in mythology with like Luke Skywalker and stuff. And this will be the Andor series that's coming out on September 21st. But it's a lot of fun. And so if you ever had a chance to, if you haven't had a chance or you want to get into those fandoms, uh, Lottie is on Rings of Power. She's on our Lord of the Rings podcast. And so she's been on there multiple times. And I've also had her on our Hyperspace podcast. Those sort yeah. of just fit more. I, I do one with, with Matt as well, which is our Bend the Knee podcast. It's more adult. And so I will caution you that it's mm-hmm. a bit more adult uh, level stuff. So, you know, that's that's sort of that's that's that. What's but, adult? What, yeah. I don't know what an adult <clears throat> is. Well, it's rated. It's, it's rated. It's rated R. So you won't be watching it, young, young lady. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, that's that's really just the big news. Um, I think next week we'll have some more. Uh, we'll do a little deep deeper dive down. Oh, the, uh, okay. Down the yeah, news. I thought we were going to share why the egg actually exploded is because we got news that the episode, uh-huh. the first one or two episodes of Rings of Power will release in theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the news. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, full circle there. The that's what we were talking about when yes. the eggs exploded. Thank you. Uh, yeah, th- that they're going to do this release. And actually, you d- talk about a really good idea in terms of like marketing and just strategy. So if you're not on the Prime app, they're basically saying they're going to give out give away free tickets to go to the theater and watch the first or second. I think it's the first two episodes, and they're letting people do that on Wednesday night. And then so the following week, if you want to watch episodes three and four, you have to kind of subscribe mm-hmm. to Prime. Yeah. But they're letting you get tickets for free, anybody That's who wants awesome. to kind of go get those. And it's sort of bringing uh, people back to the movie theater and getting popcorn and candy and pop and whatever. And so mm-hmm. that's good for the theater. It's sort of a nice little partnership and everything. But, yeah, cool. I think it's a cool little strategy. Mm-hmm. Bad for your teeth. Oh, very bad for your teeth. Yeah, sorry. Just yeah. like this pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, brush your teeth morning and night, by the way, kids. So that's really our news. Mm-hmm. Is that there's there's other big things kind of going on, and then once those those shows are are over, we're really hoping to switch gears and get into our Hogwarts um, legacy. legacy like hype. Yeah. Because I was having so much fun. We have shorts over uh, over on Harry Potter Hangout talking about the professors. Mm-hmm. Little leaks are coming out. Little nuggets. I'm actually okay with the delay because maybe it's yeah. gonna be better and it's gonna be cool. So yeah, and Christmas is yeah. gonna be busy anyway. Right. Yeah. Gonna be over in Germany and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give but me just news, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, give me your spooky as we're uh, slithering into the main part here. Give me your spooky announcement of the summary. Spooky announcement of the <clears> summary. <throat> give me a spooky voice. <clears throat> spooky voice, I think here. It's time for the summary of Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh, that something not like bad. That. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to channel something here, but it's not gonna work. I Wait, can't. do you want to keep up with that? You want to? You, you look like that was pretty good. You, you think, set you, the you bar pretty re- high. Do you think you could read it that way? Try that. J- just that little. That uh, what's the first line of the summary? Let me look at the summary here. While Harry and Ron are pleased with their nightly adventure, <laughs> you <laughs> turned into a pirate. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what was you, that? You, that was totally. That sounded like you know, Mr. Crab. <laughs> From uh, SpongeBob, 
while Harry and Ron are pleased with their nightly adventure. Her money isn't so much, and she refuses to talk to them for the next couple of days. Oh, you know who, was, who I was trying to channel? Was that Mr. Crab? Yeah, who, who were you trying to channel? Gollum. Gollum. Oh, boy. Oh. Smeagol. <laughs> Wow, I don't even know. I can't. I can't do a golem. No, that's, that's a hard one to do. That's why. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, we'll just switch to regular so we don't embarrass ourselves. Okay. Entirely. Um. You. You ready for uh, rock paper scissors or? Yeah, rock paper scissors. You? Here we go. Okay. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Okay. Rock paper scissors shoot. I, I don't like know if you've noticed always... this, but like every <laughs> single time I have beat you. And every single time you use the stone. Yeah. The every rock. every single time I've wow. I've beaten you. I definitely. Oh. I will edit this. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's Whoa. so many donuts. I feel like it's the attack of the do- You only had like a, like a nibble on that one. Are you saving that for me or what? It's the spice. <clears throat> wow. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> and yes, I'm saving it for you. I'm sorry. I apologize already for um the complicated and complex sentences and stuff. It's okay. I'm ready for but it. But I know you can do it. Here we go. While Harry and Ron are pleased with their nightly adventure, Hermione isn't so much and refuses to talk to them for the next couple of days. Harry and Ron's morning gets even better when a large, long package arrives for Harry. The new Gryffindor Seeker has received a personal gift from Professor McGonagall, a Nimbus 2000. Malfoy is furious, and Harry and Ron can't help themselves but to rub it in his face. Later that night, Oliver Wood is delighted by Harry's spectacular first practice flight on the Nimbus. The theme of defying gravity continues the next morning in their charms lesson. Professor Flitwick teaches the class how to use Wingardium Leviosa to make objects fly. Ron and Hermione have to pair up and practice together. Their annoyance with each other reaches a climax when Hermione tries to correct Ron and even shows him how to perform the spell perfectly. Later after the lesson, Ron loudly complains about her to Harry. Hermione overhears them, and she runs away to the bathroom with tears in her eyes. Ron does feel a little uncomfortable about it throughout the day, but soon forgets when they enter the spooky-looking Great Hall, full of bats swooping around and candlelit pumpkins floating in the air. It's October 31st. Right when the Halloween feast is about to start, Professor Quirrell rushes into the hall. With panic in his eyes, he informs everyone that there is a troll in the dungeon, and he faints in front of the staff table. Dumbledore immediately orders all prefects to lead the students into their common rooms. Percy Weasley is on fire, but Harry... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, Percy Weasley is on fire, but Ron and Harry exchange nervous looks. Hermione hasn't showed up yet, and she's got no idea that there's a giant wandering troll in the castle. They decided to sneak off and to find her, and soon realize that the beast has left the dungeons when they encounter him in a corridor. Harry and Ron manage to lock the troll into a room, but their hearts sink to their knees when they hear a high-pitched scream from that very room, which turned out to be the girl's bathroom. They had just locked Hermione in with a mountain troll. The two Gryffindor boys naturally hurried to her rescue and managed to defeat the troll with a lot of confusion and a perfect performance of the hovering charm by Ronald Weasley. The troll is knocked out. Hermione is rescued, but the teachers arriving at the scene are not exactly thrilled. Cough. Should I be coughing there? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. yeah. Sorry. The troll is knocked out. Hermione is rescued, but the teachers arriving at the scene are not exactly thrilled. <clears throat> Minerva. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You do it again. You do it again. Oh, no, it was great. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> 
Hermione, however, stands up for the boys' courage, twists the story slightly to their advantage so they at least earn a small amount of house points. Back in the Gryffindor common room, the three of them all murmur a soft thank you at the same time, and from that moment on, they are friends. They just became what we now know as the trio. Wow. Let's just say your sentence structure is wonderful. Um, it's very actually, German, I think. No, I will say this. It's actually really good, though. It is, it, it's complex. You know what I mean? I'm trying to teach my students to write in complex compound sentences. But it's hard to read it. It's hard to read it, though. Let me tell you, especially when there's <coughs> coughs in there and stuff. Oh, my God. It was great. <laughs> wow. We are just coughing up pumpkin spice donuts yeah. today. You I did just... it perfectly, though. Oh, okay. It was so funny. Okay, good. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. So as we start into this chapter that they are pleased, have you ever been on an adventure where like you almost were in big trouble yes. and in the moment you're sort of whispering this silent prayer that's like, please, I will never do this again. Yeah. Just get me out of here alive. Just, just let me make it through. I don't want to get caught. I don't want to get in trouble and I will never do this again. That is literally what Harry and Ron were doing. The night before yeah. on their way to that duel. And so, but but then you wake up the next day and you're sort of like, well, that was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in the moment, literally yeah. just last night, you were scared to death. Happened this morning. Happened this morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, in the moment we were like, oh, my gosh, we just exploded the house. But then we laughed about it uh, uh -huh. 20 minutes later. Um, but, you know, I've, I've done that. Actually, speaking of Halloween, we have an old uh, haunted mansion just down the road here from where I from where I grew up and it has like it was it was abandoned it was like this abandoned building and we snuck into it I always got to tell the same story when I was in, in no. elementary school we had a an abandoned factory which had like actual mm -hmm. explosives on what? the on the property like it said please keep a distance of minimum with you? minimum of seven meters or something and we as kids thought it was cool Sorry, you continue your story. No. I just thought it was interesting you, that we shared. We can intermingle these because let me just, in comparison, there were no explosives in the building I was in. How, what is wrong with you? They were outside in containers, but it says, please Ex keep your distance. We don't know. We as kids made up, it's explosives. They might have not even They been probably used. weren't, but yeah, we but. thought like, oh, you, it, they said keep a distance of so, seven meters. Okay, here's a true story. And I can't believe I'm telling this, this story uh, right now. My sister and I, we snuck over to that haunted mansion. It yeah. once was sort of the, they called it the poor house. By the way, anyone who wants to look up something really cool. <gasps> the one you showed me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyone uh, out there who wants to look up something, uh, kind of a cool fact about Knox County, um, wh wh where I grew up in, in the local town here. Look up the Knox County poor house. And you will see one of the scariest buildings you've ever seen. Actually, back then it probably looked pretty good. It was one of the, it was actually at one point the tallest building in the state of Ohio, Ooh. which is pretty, 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 pretty. It was like four stories, but it had that fifth in the about like the tower that was on top of it or whatever. So that sort of technically made it, I think, high. I, I think at the time, and I think that was only like six months, and then it was like not the tallest. You know what I mean? But but at one point, I think it was. And so, anyways. Where the, it's it's a super spooky, scary building, and my sister and I go walking into that. Uh, when we we're little, we decided to go check it out and just walk in the back. And I remember my sister; she's pretty bold. She's pretty yeah, like we'll, we'll do anything, you know. <laughs> and so we're going in. We step one foot inside, and the temperature drops like crazy. Chills. Whoa. Her, she showed me her arm, and she was like, "Look at that!" I'm like, my, every hair on my body was standing up. <laughs> And I was like, let's leave. 
And she was like, yeah. She Normally she would argue and say like, no, let's press on. But I was like, this, it was like middle of the day too. It wasn't yeah. like it was like nighttime or anything. It was like hot outside and we stepped inside. And it wasn't just like, oh, you stepped into the shade. Mm-hmm. No, this was a different type of cold settling in. And so, you know, uh, yeah, we definitely hustled out of there, you know, uh, and, and, then, and then thought, let's go back later. You know what I mean? It's one of those, there's just mm-hmm. like Carrie and Ron, you're sort mm-hmm. of like, yeah, we shouldn't be here. And then you, later on you're like, we should go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just try it out. So I thought that was kind of funny. It's like when you have that entire rest of the cake or something and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Let's like, that oh, yeah. was the worst decision ever. And the next morning you're like, that was pretty good cake. Is there yeah, another piece? Is, there, yeah. is it still around here? <laughs> you're like, like, I'm never going to do that again. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But okay. that that happens with them quite a bit. So it's just kind of funny because it <laughs> relates to, to real life, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, so Neville doesn't seem to want to talk about it. Her money doesn't want to talk about it. It's just not something that they're interested in. Hermione so. is mad. Yeah, she's mad. But yeah. I think it's a really good build up to their friendship at the end of the chapter. So. Yeah, I think it's just she's wanting to – she has a standard that she thinks Gryffindors and the other people mm-hmm. in, the, in the house should should live up to. Yeah, she's and very proud of her house. Yeah, that they're not is mm-hmm. sort of like, what, come on, you know? Yeah. Actually, you th- paralleling real life again here as I get into the school year, students who are working on a group project. This happens all the time. Yes. Which is like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I'm not going to suffer because – you guys are slacking. Yeah. So therefore, I'm going to take on all the work, do the project, and then those guys are going to be like, she's, she's got it for us. Yeah. That happens all the I time. Know. And so I'm, 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 I'm always like telling teachers too, just to kind of, you know, be on the lookout for that, by the way, because, you know, those, those, I don't know, I feel like yeah. you should reward those kids who are kind of carrying uh-huh. the project. and. Yeah. I mean, I think even if you were a kid who was loafing on it and you were like, okay, the person who actually did the project is going to get extra credit, you'd be like, yeah, fair. We're just glad yeah. we didn't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, you don't I, I doubt you're like going to fight for the extra credit. You're mm-hmm. just going to be like, yeah, good. Give it to her. She, she deserves it. We started doing that at our school where we, uh, when there was, whenever there was group projects mm-hmm. that the group mem- members got to anonymously oh, grade sure. the Great. other group members too. Yeah. Yep. So that it, you know, you don't have yeah, to know if, if someone wasn't as active yeah yeah. but also you can reward the person who did all the work right and you also want to watch out for things you know kids ganging up on on one kid or something but at the same time most kids you know if you have a group of five and like four of them are like this kid did nothing sorry i mean especially if it's anonymous you're like yeah i can be honest here right and then and then as the year goes on you kind of watch for that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. so i don't know you know there's been there's there's pros and there's there's cons to uh group work but anyway she's proud and she she, she definitely expects uh better of them and they almost got major trouble that's not like a little sort of in, infraction that they were kind of they were messing right. with the pretty big you know being out after bed and then yes. they ended up being in that corridor that's yeah. forbidden so it turned into a catastrophe and then also mm-hmm. she was right mm-hmm. and they, they don't come back and acknowledge no that. yeah so that also hurts you know what i mean yeah. Because sometimes when you're the person who's right and you're like, you don't even want to say, I told you so, mm. you would actually, you're actually just sort of waiting for them to say, hey, you were right. Yeah. And that then, then they don't even want to say it. Most yeah. people don't want to say, hey, I told you so. Right. They warned you because they didn't want you to get in that trouble right. to begin with. So it's all, I think it's, we're not to the words of wisdom yet, but <laughs> I feel like that is some of it, right? Which is, which yeah. is that like, if you were told something, 
that person, I, people are always worried about getting burned, like going back to the person like Hermione and saying, hey, you were right. And she's like, yeah, I know. I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Most people are sort of like, yeah, in the future, just don't, you know, like yeah. they, they don't really want, there are right. people out there who are going to try to burn you and rub it in your face. But yeah, I feel like most people don't, aren't going to do that. They're genuinely looking out. Neville wants nothing to do with it at yeah. the start of this. He doesn't want to talk about it at all. He's no. scared to death still probably. <laughs> he never wants to go near that corridor again. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but things sort of shift, right? Uh, we get all this, you know, I, I just love the, the morning going in. They're sort of still talking about how awesome that was. They're yeah. actually speculating on the package and the size and what right. could it be and, mm-hmm. and what was stolen. And, you know, it, it, it could either be dangerous, right, or valuable. And Harry's mm-hmm. is both. Yeah. Probably both. Probably dangerous and super valuable. I mean, he's right. And he's right. He's absolutely right. So, the but you know, you imagine two kids kind of speculating about what that might be. So that's that's fun. And then they've got their breakfast, and then the the mail is being delivered, and we have a massive package, mm-hmm. uh, delivered. I love that it's probably in more like a. I don't know that it was. They don't really describe it as what we see in the film. Broom, sh- uh, like a broom <laughs> package. Yeah. It was. Can I tell you this little story yes. here? Yes. One day I posted on TikTok. A little video of us re-watching the movie and it was the exact same scene where mm. harry gets the package and it looks exactly like a broom just with paper wrapped around it. yeah so yeah. it was like somebody commented on that tiktok oh i wonder what that is a broom shake package let's, right. let's let's you know unwrap it real quick right that's a broom or it's a broom shake package maybe it's a broom yeah it's kind of funny and and in the movie they do unwrap it right away at the table right yes they do and mcgonagall's even happy about it she's just sort of yeah. like giving him that wink like yeah i did that yeah. which i think is kind of cool because yeah that's one of those things i bet like jk rowling was sort of like i could have went either way with this but mm-hmm. i chose this path and so you guys can do it this way in the film maybe not maybe it was screenwriters but i love when authors do that when they open it up to like i had two sort of paths here they both work and they're both mm-hmm. okay just like what they do later on with dumbledore and whether he can apparate in or out of hogwarts mm-hmm. you know and the film sort of says like you know or which one is it where it's it's the film and he's like i'm the headmaster mm. I, can, I can do it you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah or uh, like in the books i think it's sort of like no we have to be outside the gate yeah hogwarts is more powerful than dumbledore right whereas in, in the film dumbledore's more powerful than hogwarts um which is kind of a there's a, two different ways that you yeah. can kind of go about it which is which is cool yeah uh so, so they take the package though and uh, again this is from mcgonagall professor mcgonagall gives them gives him a nimbus 2000 now my question is did she buy that with her own money school funds or did she charge harry for that because like maybe he would have bought it himself but just wasn't allowed to what Um, i don't believe she charged him anything for it because i mean like she wouldn't know because he could have if who knows if he made the i mean you're right probably he would have bought the same exact broom the best of the best But uh, because he could afford it, but um, no, I actually think that maybe she it's teamed for, up with Dumbledore. I think it's for the school. Here's the thing: I think it's a purchase for the school, and it's one of those things that like he's an exception because, like, had they have opened because second years can bring their broom. Yeah. Apparently, you know what I mean. Which so he doesn't because. He's not allowed to, and yeah. they didn't know. It's very rare to have a, a seeker mm-hmm. or someone who can join the team who's this quality. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's definitely a school activity-related purchase. Yeah. I'm trying to defend McGonagall here, okay, because I, I love her. If you buy 
a stewed in a broom and she was like probably ah. well, she even said in the letter she's like don't open it in front of everybody else so they're all gonna want they one. all want one and i'm like yeah because it's not fair what you're doing <laughs> but do you know what i'm kind of okay with this because i have always liked the little subtleness at which mcgonagall is super stern yeah super strict true. and she bends this one little rule and it has to do with like quidditch and it's yeah because actually the benefit to it is that okay the school's more competitive uh her team's more competitive it, it all around is mm -hmm. is uh, i think a school function it's, it's a school activity yeah it is no one else was going to take that spot they don't really get into and again this is the first book they're not really getting the, in, into tryouts yet which we mm -hmm. learn about later it's not like the it's not like harry was trying out against other seekers just gryffindor right. didn't have a lot of people who no. played quidditch yeah. or who wanted to or whatever and so she found one yeah so yes I'm kind of imagining, you know, when you have like special school fundings uh, or more money to spend than you thought, you kind of have to write an extra letter and, and explain how you yeah, get a little approval. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm guessing she had to do that. And here's the thing, too. That slip, maybe maybe she did have to fill out like a form mm -hmm. uh, and it had to go to the Ministry of Magic or something or the, or, or the school board. Maybe, yeah. And they, they probably looked at it like, well, hold on. And at first they're sort of like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And they're like, oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Never mind. Harry Harry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of like, yeah, go on ahead. And it's funny how that shifts. Mm -hmm. She did a great job, I think, throughout the whole the whole series of like, uh, even with Fudge, you know, Harry, he, he loves him. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. You blow up your aunt. Happens yeah. every day. Don't worry about it, too. Oh, you were defending yourself from Dementors. You're expelled. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it, 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 she does a great job of sort of making that evolve, letting that evolve right. and stuff, which I think is... Is awesome, but you know, Professor McGonagall is always kind of. This is she's watching over these kids, and again, he doesn't have parents. He doesn't have guidance on this. Right. He, he doesn't have a parent who could maybe even write a petition to the school to sort of say, "Hey, you know, he's you don't have a seeker, etc." Sorry. This totally reminds me of when we discussed the first chapter, mm -hmm. and just McGonagall standing there looking at Baby Harry, having like, oh you know, yeah, all no. This motherly feelings and like mm -hmm. sadness that he just lost his parents and it's kind of like you know 11 years later or 10 years later she just wants to give him something back you know yeah yeah for and sure. she saw she saw what the dursleys were like when yeah. she was waiting for dumbledore all that you know the whole day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what's interesting uh, a lot of the professors, you just brought up like her motherly sort of love for, mm -hmm. for harry yeah. and she is again all each of them being um sort of head of house, they are overseeing sort of their children, their students, right. their, their, what, at, at the school. But like, we don't really get much, and as I believe McGonagall was married. I believe um, she was married at one point. I don't believe she ever had children. It just made me think for a hot second. I like, don't think so either. How cool would that have been if there were, um, you know, another young Professor McGonagall mm -hmm. showing up and he or she was, uh, you know, g g gonna be around for some mm -hmm. new series or whatever, yeah. but uh just just kind of cool just thinking about all the different professors and 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 stuff so anyway all right so they yeah they, they take the broom and they're moving on uh malfoy is furious he is shocked <laughs> that they're still there he thought for sure they were going to get caught and and they're not he grabs that broom he ha by the way this is something i think the teachers need to address he is just taking things out of kids you know hands he's he's taking the right the, the remember yes. yeah. uh he's taking the broom and i would tell him keep your hands to yourself that's what I tell the kids. Yeah. Okay, don't touch your stuff. That's, that's their stuff. That's your stuff. You, there we go. Uh, but he often does that. He's going to give it right back. But he definitely wants to just 
this is more of you know his character goes in there grabs it feels it up it's a broom you're gonna get in trouble for that blah 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 and then flitwick shows up of all people and uh and he's he's trying to report flitwick on this like hey harry's got a broom yeah uh, and flitwick's oh yeah i know i heard all about it Congratulations, Harry. Nimbus 2000. <laughs> no, Let's go, Gryffindor. <laughs> I know. And then the best part, it's really thanks to Malfoy here. Slam. Oh, yeah. Slam. <laughs> Slam. Really going to thank Malfoy for this one. Yeah. And he's probably, yeah, he's, again, fuming. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, too, and where I think that it's a little unfair, and I've always wanted to try to see things, I'm very open to seeing things from, like, Slytherin's perspective, uh, because Malfoy he, 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 I think he very well could have been a seeker, and maybe they didn't have a great seeker uh, for the Slytherin team. I actually think he's probably pretty good. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. really. I, I know, like, Madam Hooch, like, says he's he's mounting his broom wrong or has been doing that wrong for years or whatever, but I have to imagine that he's very smart, he's very gifted. I think in the next book, when Lucius Malfoy shows up, he talks a lot about Dracoy's... Dracoy's? <laughs> Draco's Malfoy Draco. Oh, I forgot the name of our ghoul. Brule. Brule. Brule's back. <laughs> uh, but but Draco, it's like he his grades are really good. They're just yeah. not as good as Hermione's. Right. So so keep that in mind. He gets really good grades, and I don't think he gets those just based on you know the fact that he's a Malfoy or that his father's paying or on the governor's board or anything like that. I think he really is a talented wizard and i think he would really be good at quidditch i think so, so too yeah he probably could have even made the quidditch team perhaps but they're just not allowed there's that first year sort of thing by the way it reminds me of college like freshmen who go off to college like uh kenyan college just down the road if you're ever in the area again check out kenyan college beautiful yes. little campus uh you can't bring your car there as a freshman freshmen are not allowed to drive their cars they uh they, they don't they <laughs> get dropped off and they're stuck there so kind of funny uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's that's sort of the uh, little run in there with Flitwick, and I yeah, thought that was funny. Did you have something you wanted to? Yeah, absolutely. Add there? I know it's getting a little long here. It's okay. But it's okay. this is just. I wish I could show you it right now, but um, it's okay. I know you have your tiny little screen there, and I'm gonna keep it short. But as you asked about Professor McGonagall's marriage, mm-hmm. yeah, she had a couple of like little. So there was a early heartbreak love story, and then later on. Some stuff in between. This is a whole article on Wizarding World, probably taken from Pottermore. Okay. Uh, written okay. by J.K. Rowling. Um, through all her early years at Hogwarts, McGonagall remained on terms of friendship with her old boss at the ministry. She used to work for the ministry. Elphinstone mm-hmm. Urquhart. Urquhart, okay. He came to visit her while on holiday to Scotland and to her great surprise and embarrassment proposed marriage in Madame Pottyfoot's tea shop. Whoa. Still in love with her old heartbreak love, Dougal McGregor. Oh, my goodness. McGregor? What? Minerva turned him down. Elphinstone, however, had never ceased to love her, nor to propose every now and then, even though she continued to refuse him. The death of Dougal McGregor, however, although traumatic, seemed to free Minerva. Oh, my God. This is so deep. I don't want to go too deep on this, but... Shortly after Voldemort's first defeat, Elphinstone, uh-huh. now white-haired, proposed again during a summertime stroll around the lake in Hogwarts in the Hogwarts grounds. This time, Minerva accepted. Elphinstone, now retired, was beside himself with joy and purchased a small cottage in Hogsmeade for the pair of them. No way. When 
Minerva could travel easily to work every day. This reminds me so much of Downton Abbey right now. This is awesome. Uh, known to successive generations of students as Professor McGonagall, Minerva, always something of a feminist, announced that she would be keeping her own name upon marriage. Traditionalists sniffed why was Minerva refusing to accept a pure blood name and keeping that of her muggle father. The marriage uh, cut tragically short, though it was destined uh -huh. to be, was a very happy one. Though they had no children of their own, Minerva's nieces and nephews, children of her brothers Ma Malcolm and Robert, were frequent, frequent vis visitors to their home. This was a period of great fulfillment for Minerva. The accidental death of Elphinstone from a venomous tentacular bite three years into their marriage was an enormous sorrow Aww. to all who knew the couple. Minerva could not bear to remain alone in their cottage packed her things after Elphinstone's funeral and returned to her sparse stone-floored bedroom in Hogwarts Castle. Wow. Accessible through a concealed door in the wall of her first floor study. Always a very brave and private person, she poured all her energies into her work and few people excepting perhaps Albus Dumbledore ever realized how much she suffered. Oh my goodness. Wow, you got me, you got me I'm shook over here. I didn't expect that. Um, on Halloween. Wow. Uh, we have to have... Uh, my That's crazy. That we have to have a full... I mean, there's so much more what, to yeah, her story, to but this blew me away. I'm so sorry I interrupted like our chapter discussion, really. That's okay. It's fine because we, wow. find, we, find, we think about things along the way that I, I hadn't thought about. You know, I hadn't thought about whether McGonagall had children or relationships and stuff like that so that's actually really cool and encourage that's cool to know you know like Pottermore slash the wizarding yeah. world that we're getting that you get articles like that i have not read all of them so as they come up we will feature them we'll, we'll bring them up yes. because i think that's cool you know it adds it adds context to all of our our characters it, it, it sort of um yeah it just expands them so yeah wow that what that i mean I'm a little heartbroken that, over here. <laughs> and her, I mean, I haven't read the entire story, but there was some something going on with um, McGregor. McGregor before that, that okay. she loved that person. Well, maybe we'll do. Uh, yeah, we definitely maybe we'll have follow to. up in an, an extendable on something more with that. Cause mm -hmm. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. Agreed. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well. Uh. So anyway, Flitwick, you know, has his moment. Um. Mm -hmm. They later that night. Again, Oliver is there, and they, they go out and they practice, and he is blown away. Mm. Uh, he explains the bludgers. He explains something really interesting, that the seeker uh, is often fouled the most because you you don't want him to catch that snitch in time. Yeah. So you would try to, if he's getting close, we're going to foul him. Um, you, 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 you'd be willing to take a penalty shot, right, or mm -hmm. give the other team a penalty shot just so they don't get that 150, close the game, and and win it all, right? You want to prolong the game right. as long as possible. So uh, you can imagine he's getting taken a lot of bludgers are coming his way, mm -hmm. and it's up to Fred and George to kind of defend him a little bit, defend the team. That's It's really cool the way they describe Quidditch, and it, it takes a little while to kind of understand it. It's definitely different, and the, and the point system is so so mm -hmm. crazy to think that you, you can have this competitive game really, you know, there's, there's moments where you wouldn't want to catch the snitch if you're down you know yeah. more than 150 it is so wild to me that right? it is worth 150 points like uh, if, if 50 points would be i think a mm -hmm. better i don't know like 150 points seems so much like 15 goals worth of points yeah i mean you just you could have That's a, a lot well it, it does show you how one seeker can change the game though how yes. the seeker could be 
this this sort of yeah, like, almost like, like the quarterback of your of your football team. Like they or they have a star player who could really change the game. If you don't have a good seeker, but you have awesome you know chasers or whatever, and you have people scoring quite a bit and an excellent um, keeper, yeah. well then you could rack up a lot of points fast, and then you get to the point where like the other team. Now again, if, if you if you, if you just keep going beyond that mm. three hundred, like if you're above, let's say you're at one hundred and seventy or one hundred and seventy, whatever it may, eighty, ninety, two hundred, and the other team's at zero, yeah, they don't want to catch the snitch, right? So then that, that you then just though, what it, that yeah. then though does is that your seeker, if they don't want to catch it, they might just be trying to keep the other team's seeker off the snitch, which, yeah. if you have a less, I guess, I guess if your seeker is less. Uh, they're not as good mm. as the other teams, but the other team is not trying to go for it, then yeah. you might have the opportunity to catch it and win the game. I know, but... You know, a lot of different different strategies and stuff. It takes a lot, though, to make up for a bad seeker. Like, a lot, you know? Yes, it would take like a lot. You, you have to... That's you have why to, I think they were so desperate to find a good seeker, because if you don't have a good seeker, you're it, screwed, kind Is it of. 10 points, though, Is it per, per goal kind of thing? I think it is. Yes, it is. That's why 10. I'm saying it's 15 goals that you have to score yeah. to just even out if, if, if the other right. team has zero and then catches the cinch you have it's even right right exactly yeah. so up until that point it's, it's uh, up until a, the first 150 points though it's anybody's game and it's just right. everyone's just pushing hard yeah but if you know you've got a, a weak seeker and a good seeker on the other side you're hoping to rack yeah. up a huge lead and then maybe your seeker gets in there and has a yeah. chance or whatever a, a part of me wishes though it would be less just yeah. so i mean it's still powerful if you get 50 or 60 points extra on top mm -hmm. could yeah. still change the entire game if you're five goals behind and then you catch this and you know right right anyway so yeah anyways i think that's pretty it's pretty cool so the next morning though we get into the um we get back with flitwick mm -hmm. in, in, into charms and we're practicing that wand movement that awesome little swish and, and flick, flick. Shout out to them, by the way. Switch and flick. Uh, so yeah, you want to practice? That's the that's like it's cool too to hear that there's a wand movement, a wrist movement, mm -hmm. with also this um, incantation, right? So you have to sort of say this thing. You have to say Wingardium Leviosa. Yes. Right, as, as well as do it at the exact same time, and probably even hit those syllables as you're, you know, doing the swish and flick movement. So I think that's pretty neat, actually, and, and you find out that Hermione's probably already been able to do this in her, I'm not so sure if she's allowed, if they're allowed to practice mm -hmm. magic. I think they would, you can imagine they can practice it mm -hmm. in the castle to some degree, but she's yeah. probably making stuff float yeah, in her Yeah, just bedroom. not in the corridors, I think, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because you mentioned the pronunciation is pretty important. Mm -hmm. What Flipfig mentions here, Wizard Barufio, remember that? Barufio, yeah. He's like, yeah, don't, you know, remember Barufio, who uh, pronounced something different, and mm -hmm. then he had a buffalo on his chest. A buffalo chest. on his chest, yeah. I looked him up, and he was a wizard with a speech impediment. Oh. And I was like, if you have a speech impediment, you cannot perform magic. Well, you have to do wordless. The right way. Oh, wow. You that to, is... I bet you would quickly get to <gasps> wow. some wordless magic, you know what I mean? We need special education for wizards and witches. Yeah. Yeah, you know. because you you could, you want to set up a whole other path there where like this is what you know if you can't say it yeah then you need other ways to kind of or um, yeah just ways to kind of work do around it, non it or how to practice the right pronunciation maybe something that helps you yeah a lot of sing songy mm -hmm. like like singing it versus you know speaking it helps a lot too with that I, so. I wonder if the stuttering I know cruel is just faking the stuttering but if stuttering also 
has an effect well, for on sure your, i bet it would you know I bet it would well and even if you're using so <laughs> harry when he's using the the, the flu the flu network mm-hmm. right uh coughs a bit, a, a bit of it and he ends up in, in completely the wrong spot so yeah. saying the right words at the right time it's very witchy feels very mm-hmm. you know well uh, gotta say the right thing so interesting so anyways, yeah, so Ron, this is where Ron gets really upset. He's paired with Hermione. Um, yeah. Harry's with Seamus. Seamus blows his their little, leaf, <laughs> or their little feather up or whatever. Um, but uh, Ron's trying it. Hermione's like, let me show you. He's Well, and he just makes a rude comment. And he's like, well, if you're so good at it, then you go ahead and do it. And she's yeah. like, I've done this. Okay, here we go. No problem. I was trying to let you go first and, and have a moment. But mm-hmm. since you can't pull it off, I'm going to go ahead and do it for you. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, and so she gets the praise. And then he's just kind of sitting there, you know, a little upset and really it's this after class mm-hmm. where he says something super mean and super rude yeah. about Hermione and she she's just a couple people back and hears it and then rushes past them and bumps into them to let them know that I heard you yeah um and w- goes to the bathroom and cries awful can I tell you something yes I am no matter no matter where I am I'm always uncomfortable if people start talking about other people mm-hmm. like loudly and not the nice they don't say the nicest things about them and i always am feel feel like what if they hear you know what if they're somewhere around us or hear it or i just always feel uncomfortable when people (laughs) no matter where we are and if i know the people are the people are miles away but yeah it's just not can i tell you a funny story (laughs) it's not funny and it's not also you you got you got to be careful Mm -hmm. my dad is one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet yes i know wonderful you know he went to church this morning uh, probably preached up a storm and everything. So he, though, was out at a job recently, and he yes. said something about this pile of bricks that yeah. was supposed to be moved. And as you say, I'm like sitting here thinking, okay, you know, we don't need to say anything about it. He's even mm-hmm. just with, didn't realize they've got cameras. Yeah. They've got cameras around the thing, and they probably heard him say that. He was just, gr- all he was was grumpy about the, the them being there and thinking, I can't do my job now because these he are was here. Painting. Yep. And I, I need to get to this spot or whatever. Well, and then that person clearly comes out. But I'm like, thank goodness you didn't say anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, thank goodness you weren't like going on and on about yeah. it. Yeah. And then he's I like, you know. think, you think, you, you, he said, he said to me, he's like, that was fast. Like they came out and started moving the bricks yeah. or whatever. He's like, is that a coincidence? I was like, no, there are cameras and I guarantee they heard you <laughs> say that. So like, you got to be careful. Yeah. You know, just try to try not to say anything, uh, yeah. you know, mean about people. Just, yeah. That's actually a good advice. Yeah. You know, something that's interesting, I, I think about this when I'm, I'm starting a new school year and you get in the teacher's lounge and whatever and people want to gossip and stuff. And it's just, I very much try to avoid yes. that because it makes me feel uneasy. Yeah. I'm like, and then I'm watching them when it's happening and I'm like, you guys are all checking the door because you're just waiting for that person yeah. to walk past. So if you have to check the door constantly, don't you think it's probably something you shouldn't be saying? Yeah. And maybe Agreed. you should just let it go. Um I mean, there's there's venting. I understand it to, mm. to to some degree, yeah. but then sometimes these these like venting gossip sessions go on for months, and you're yeah. like, okay, it, it was one, it was like three months ago. The person's been awesome ever since. Like they right, they, they you made only a mistake. see like, yeah, so you what? only see one side of the story. Yeah, or one. like it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I I try to steer clear of that, and I, I try to avoid it myself too. It's that we all have done. I mean, if you're out sitting out there thinking you haven't done, people have participated yes. in some in this, so, some degree or, or or whatever. But just to be try to if minimize you're more, it. If you're more aware of it, if you're um, if you're aware that you're doing it or you're participating in it, you're less likely to be involved in it. Yes. Unless you really want to be involved in it or right. something. But but I think a lot of people. The more I started like looking at myself and thinking like, where am I? Who am I around? What am I hearing? Mm. What type of energies are like coming into my mind and stuff? 
Yeah, because even Harry's getting kind of caught up in this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And doesn't really necessarily need to. Yeah. And it's kind of smirking, and they kind of like both are – they're both kind of jerks. I th- people often put mm-hmm. this on Ron a lot, but Harry, if you go back to the last couple of chapters, he hasn't been happy with Hermione. And no, he's sort of mm-mm. like – he's not really verbalizing it, yes. but we, the reader, are in on his thoughts and his demeanor right. and his actions, and he's not – um, he even says like he's never not gonna tell Hermione she was right. I mean, sort of last chapter. Yeah. So okay, uh, yeah. don't put it all on Ron because it's right. definitely both of them. And poor Hermione, she has been she's been having trouble making friends with the other girls too because mm-hmm. yeah. she's sharing a dormitory with Lavender, uh, Parvati, mm-hmm. okay. and who else? I'm trying to think. Ooh. But they they're good, you know good trivia question. Yeah, they're they're friend like Lavender and Parvati are like super close, and mm-hmm. she's kind of struggling to kind of on the outs. Yeah, yeah, she's more like uh, on her own, and then later on, she just hangs out with the boys. And, yeah. You know, something else too to kind of be aware of, and wh- whether it's in yourself or your kids or students or whatever, is the people who you know they come in with a lot of knowledge and they make a, they're not they're just they're just being Hermione's just being herself. Yeah truly just being herself and she's just a little bookworm and she happens to know all these different things or whatever. And I know some people are like, well, that makes me feel a little bit inferior or whatever. Or that makes me feel a little like, uh, I don't know. I didn't read the chapter or whatever. That's okay. That's who you are. That's who she is. It's, that's not, um, it's tough because sometimes we start to think we start to compare us. We see, we just compare ourselves too much to each other yeah. and it just kind of a bummer because Hermione, um, I think is she's, She's sort of in the minority in terms of like yeah. kids who are coming in their first year having read all the books and memorized everything and really on top of it, top of her class. So yeah. that's that kind of makes you stand out more. And, and here's something, too. So I, I get this at work sometimes, which is like if I start something early, like let's say I've sent out like a certain email or or um, an accommodation sheet to my staff early. Mm-hmm. Other staff members are like, oh, who does he think? You know what I mean? Who does he <laughs> yes. think he is sending yeah. out something before all of us? Well, somebody has to send out the f- – somebody has to be yeah. first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just want to do it so I don't forget it. It has yeah. nothing – it's not me trying to put it in your guys' face like, oh, I already got mine done. It's really just I don't want to forget it. And you have the relief and I of just wanna it's done. Do I can it. move just, on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah, and I'm also not coming to you guys saying like, oh, hey, you you guys were second, third, and fourth. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah. some people make it matter, and that's the, you know, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, anyways, uh, trying to do a little self-to-text connection there, connecting uh, everything to our real lives and whatnot. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, so she hears and she runs away, tears in her eyes. She doesn't go to class the rest of the day. So yeah. this really that's did huge. upset her. Yeah, because I think she was trying to, you know, sort of be a leader in, yeah. in, in her own house and, and, and no among the first her. years, and they yeah. don't like her, and she's sort of like, I'm doing what's right. So like I'm earning us points. I'm doing yeah. what's right. Why? Why don't people like? And this is ridiculous. Yeah. And it is really. It is, it is kind bit, of. Yeah. And it's and it's hard because kids are kids and mm-hmm. kids are mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. So okay, moving on. We are yeah. It's October thirty first, and right. um, we're rolling into the Great Hall, which is full of bats. Yeah, full of bats, full of pumpkins, and they have a feast coming up, mm-hmm. and that kind of. You know, lets them forget about Hermione for a second because mm-hmm. they are baffled by how awesome the Great Hall looks and everything. Oh yeah, Halloweeny and spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they had a long day. Yes. And they were just gonna help themselves to some potatoes and stuff. Super hungry. Mm-hmm. And then we get the famous scene with Professor Quirrell. <sighs> Quirrell. Yeah. Uh, you know the troll in the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yell, but even in the books, Coral is a pretty good actor, as we now know. Troll in <laughs> the dungeons. 
Yeah, I know. And then um, he faints. <laughs> I mean, he, he does. He doesn't probably doesn't really faint. I don't know, but, but he, he do. You know, he definitely something's going. You yeah. wonder. Sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I do wonder if Dumbledore and Snape were both sort of talking at this point in time, going, "Yeah, something." We don't know up. if it's him, but something is off. Yes, they you know they have to. I wonder why Dumbledore is not more like suspicious of him because mm-hmm. here's the thing, sweetie. Waiting, I've been waiting to talk to you about this. Yeah, Quirrell, he he participated in protecting the stone. Mm-hmm. with a mountain troll right and here he comes in being super scared because a mountain troll came in yeah and then later on at the end of the chapter he like almost faints again once he sees the defeated mountain troll yeah how is Why? dumbledore not like this person is supposed to be good with trolls like he has like a gift some sort of yeah. you know, gift with them i feel like yet, he would know yeah it's definitely suspicious it's for sure suspicious, which makes me think that they're acting a bit too, meaning like he probably quickly said, we don't, we don't, we don't see it because we're following Harry and Ron, yes. which he probably said, Severus, go check the third floor. Yes. Straight up, Something Dumbledore said, yeah. something's off. I'm going to play along with this, mm-hmm. but you go do what I need you to do, which is really cool too. Uh, there's all these side conversations. I would love to, just like Midnight Sun in, in, in mm-hmm. the Twilight uh, you know, series, I would love to get, that was like Edward's perspective mm-hmm. on everything that happened. So, which is gives you chills to think about, but like yes. to get a Snape or a Dumbledore oh, perspective, w- yes. like a rewrite or something, to go through the series with all this these extra things yeah. that were said that you're like, oh my goodness, yeah, they they because I think sometimes we we buy into what Harry and Ron and Hermione tell us too much, right? And their 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 idea that their first oh, year's perspective, yeah, it's exactly. Like the kids that, that the professors don't know what's up or that they're whatever the, the Chamber mm-hmm. of Secrets. Like Dumbledore had other things going on. He yeah. was playing politics with, when he had to mm-hmm. with the governors, and he's doing different things. So here again, he is trying to figure out what is going on with Coral. I yeah. think. And I think he's noticing something mm-hmm. fishy. Me too. And put Snape on it. And here so. we go, Snape again. You know, like it's perfect uh, through the eyes of the kids. They, Harry and Ron, they decide they notice, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we are supposed to go back to our common rooms, but nobody's told Hermione yet. She's been missing all day. Yeah. yeah. We got to do something about it. And they feel bad because Ron, it's, it's kind of his fault a little bit absolutely. that she's missing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, um,. They try to find her, and they see Snape rushing off to the third corridor. Yeah, not to the dungeons. Yeah. Right, And right. that's what's, again, as a reader, you're like, oh, there's something, on, you know, mm-hmm, something suspicious mm-hmm. about Snape. But, sweetie, mm-hmm. here we go. I don't know why I haven't noticed this before. I have a big question. Yeah. Okay, why did Quirrell let the troll in the building? What was his plan? Um... Sorry, this is not a trivia question. Possibly. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, to, uh, do, do you remember? No. To, I'm guessing to take all the teachers down there and to go get the stone. He was trying. Yeah, I th- right? he to was go trying get the to. Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. Snape goes and heads him off. Yes. And that's that's sort of, you know, because there's a, don't, doesn't Snape have sort of a, a bite or something? He, yeah, he wants right? to, he, that's his suspicion. Um, and he wants to protect the stone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he um, goes to... He's got to go face Fluffy. Fluffy, right. But then if that if that really was Quirrell's plan, and I'm assuming that he's acting on Voldemort's orders, 
Why would Voldemort choose Halloween to get past Fluffy if Halloween night is the anniversary of his greatest fall? Because mm. October 31st was the night mm-hmm. when he tried to kill Harry's parents, or he killed them, yeah. um, 11 years ago. Ooh, so maybe it's sort of a redeem that day type of thing. Right? I've never noticed that yeah. it's Halloween. That is right. He, he, that he, is the anniversary of Harry's that's a good. That's a good call. I, I didn't think about that either. So it's the idea that you want to sort of reclaim that as the day you stole the stone, which puts another... In, like significant he's yes. very much about like significant dates yeah he and is. trophies mm-hmm. and and you know yeah um so and the other thing is is that you do have people distracted you you very well it's very much everyone's the hustle and bustle of the halloween sort of feast mm-hmm. in this special time people lose track of they you know you, you don't you're not as sharp maybe you're not mm-hmm. as keen on what's going on because well uh you're caught up in the celebrations and so it's very easily mm-hmm. you know easy to distract the professors and the students with a troll broken yeah but you could also choose a quidditch match you know i think oh, for they, sure. no like I, you I, said i think it's just twofold it's I think a it's, significant date like you right. said and i think that he would totally know what that means october 31st so i like the idea that you said he wants to kind of overwrite this date with a new like his defeat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with his comeback you know we never even think about it too much but i wonder if, if folks does Harry know? I bet he has sort of read since this time. and I don't think he knows the exact date. But yeah. I think, you know, who knows? Who? Severus Snape. And I think Hallow- every Halloween, I feel like he would be warning. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I was about to say, I feel like if kids knew and if people knew and this was a historical date, they're going to go up to Harry. Yeah. They're going to go up to him and pat him on the back and say, hey, well done. Thanks for thanks for taking out you know he who must not be named. You're right. That is kind Lord. of odd that this is not the day in history where you know the boy who lived and Voldemort was defeated. That yeah. this is not uh, another holiday on top of Halloween. Right. Wow. I, I mean, it's just, uh, you feel like maybe it is sort of an undertone to it or whatever, and it's just an extra layer to that big celebration. But I uh, yeah, I like that. Think about this. Think of Quirrell in his office weeks leading up to this, and Voldemort's talking to him through the turban and saying things like, you know, hey, you need to uh, do X, Y, and he's speaking, whispering to him, <laughs> steal the stone on Halloween. Yeah. You know, can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the kind of, that's the way, whispering to Quirrell. I did that pretty good. I could have read that. I was really I actually could have read the summary in that voice. <sighs> Maybe I'll go back and reread it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, so we definitely we're we're I guess we ready to kind of jump into uh, the well. You said it in the summary. Yeah. Uh, you, you you said Percy's on fire. Yeah, he's, he's in his in, element. Oh my! Let's go. Let me through. I'm a prefect. Follow I mean, me. Yeah. You know when you put those kids in those responsibility roles or whatever, they take them serious. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, even kids who like for our various drills and stuff, or if we they are if you if you pick somebody as a leader, they're like, let's go. Yeah. I mean, shoulders are back, chest is up, yeah. and they're like, and it's good. Time to they, lead. Yeah. And, they, and it's good. It is. I'm glad they have these roles at, at Me Hogwarts, too. I always so. love seeing, you know, students or, you know, kids going beyond what they think they would be capable of sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, and they put themselves evolve out there and, into and these, yeah. Be a leader. Mature. Role model. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so we see Snape rushing off and Harry and 
I almost said Hermione. No, Harry and Ron are going mm-hmm. after Hermione. Yep. And then they figure out the troll is not in the dungeons anymore, but he's um, upstairs he's in the corridors and strolling by. They unfortunately run into him, and um, they see him. Or fortunately. Or fortunately, yeah, uh-huh. maybe. Mm-hmm. They see him walk into a room, and yeah. like perfect, the key's still in the lock. Let's lock him in. Mm-hmm. As soon as they did that, they hear a scream out of the room. And I think it's cool when it was described when uh, Ron, of course, I had it just one second ago here. Mm. Ron's like, oh, no, said Ron, pale as the bloody baron. Pale (laughs) as the bloody baron. I love these comparisons within a book. We just learned about the bloody baron and who he is. Yeah. And then you kind of you know pull up these comparisons where, mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like no you can you know he's a ghost actually it describes the bloody baron yeah. through ron which right. is cool it sort of characterizes him through ron yeah in this moment it is it's genius to, yeah to do that inside the, and she the does world. that later and i i'm going to talk about it later yeah. when she does that okay. again so they realize they have to go back because they realize that has to be hermione she's she seems to be the only one who's missing, really. Mm-hmm. And they just locked her in with a troll. So they open up the door. And Harry's like, Harry's very quick in this moment. He's like, we got to mm-hmm. confuse him. He's about to attack her. He's not very witted or smart or anything. But right. we got to confuse him. That's our only chance. So Ron's yelling, Oi, bee brain. Oi. Uh, and Oi. I know I Harry. start talking like that more. <laughs> So I know Harry attacks him first and his wand gets stuck in in the troll's nose, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's a very like cute element for kids in the movies. Like, ew, bow, troll bogeys and stuff. But ah, shout out and credits to Ron. He, he mastered the spell that he wasn't able to do earlier with a huge club instead of a feather. They were practicing with That's true. Feather, feathers. That's true. He just learned about the spell. He wasn't able to do it earlier. And that was, it's described, it was the first thing that came to his mind. Mm-hmm. And also, his subconscious did listen to Hermione because mm-hmm. this time he pronounced it wrong. Uh, right. <laughs> well, your subconscious well. <laughs> was, was trying to, you were calling Flitwick's class. Wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like right. huge credits to him that he's I never a thought about that. It's it's a heavier object, and it's probably it's a oh, more yeah. stressful, intense situation. Mm-hmm. So he really did internalize everything that Hermione said, and yes. probably dwelled on it and thought about it, and was thinking about her and stuff. Yeah, and almost like people describe it when you're in a you know, almost like near death situation, and you gotta run or protect yourself. So you some people talk about like almost like they develop this superhuman strength or like mm-hmm. adrenaline rushes their their, and... their their um senses are so much more mm-hmm. alert and everything Heightened. yeah and i feel like the same thing with your magical abilities can happen when you're in danger yeah so yeah i think it's pretty cool how he mastered the spell through that mm-hmm. pro- you know protecting his future wife oh my gosh yeah <laughs> it is so cute and then this is a little bit of a mystery to me. They defeat the troll. Everything's good. And then the teachers rush in. And <laughs> Harry was kind of hoping, wow, we, we mm-hmm. are awesome. Yeah. We just defeated that big thing. But his hopes of 50 points for Gryffindor quickly faded. And Fade. when he saw 
Professor McGonagall's face. <laughs> yeah. She was also furious and shocked at the same time. I mean, they could have died. They could have died. And it's all, we know as adults, you're always just worried about the kids. That's why you get so angry because you're just worried most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And then Hermione steps up and tells a straight lie to the, to, to the teachers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost wondering, like, it makes sense for the story a little bit, but also, in my opinion, if they hadn't they told the truth to Professor McGonagall, here's the situation. Hermione, she was in the bathroom, and she doesn't even have to mention the reason why she's in the bathroom. She just, you know, during the feast, maybe she had to go to the bathroom, so mm-hmm, she went mm-hmm. to the girls' bathroom. She didn't hear what was going on in the Great Hall, so she didn't know about the troll. And Harry and Hermione remembered, oh, Hermione went to the bathroom. We better let her know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they went followed her, and they don't have to say, okay, we locked her in with the troll, but the troll was already in the room anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering, why didn't they just tell the truth? Because it, it's not their fault. It's not Hermione's fault. It's more like the teacher's fault or the, the Percy's fault. Almost they didn't make sure that everyone was there yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's because, you know, Hermione wanted to sort of um, shield them from any embarrassment Yeah. in terms of why she was in there crying. Not that she had to tell, mm-hmm. but like she mm-hmm. was, she had missed several classes. The teachers knew oh, that she missed. Oh, that's true. She missed classes. I, yeah. I think she wanted to shield them just a little bit from the embarrassment mm-hmm. of, of why she was there. And that also goes a long way with them. They're like, wow, she totally could have, we know why she was in here crying and we felt guilty about it. It's an unspoken thing. Yeah. She knows, they know. And it does, like you said, it's, it's good for the story in terms of like, okay, well, you know, now she's bent some of the rules a little bit to kind of help them and show them that like, I got you guys, I got your back and yeah. thank you for helping me, sort yeah. of. And it's very sweet how, you know, I, we'll get to this here in a little bit, but you're right, it, may, it does make sense for their story and how she now protects them and they kind of protected each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love this line. And I remember exactly when I first listened to the audiobook in German mm-hmm. and I heard this, I was, I bursted out laughing because I thought it was so hilarious. Yeah. Just the thought of it. Um, Hermione hung her head. Harry was speechless. Hermione was the last person to do anything against the rules. Oh, first year mm-hmm. she was, but later on we learn <laughs> she loves it. Right. And here she was pretending she had, um, she had to get them out of trouble. It was as if Snape had started handing out sweets. <laughs> like, oh, I know it's not that funny, maybe, yeah. but I think like just the thought of, yeah, this True. is like that doesn't True. happen. Like, can you imagine? Right, him passing just out him like, oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, so and so's birthday. Hey, good go. job. Yeah, <laughs> good job today in potions class. Here you go. Here's a treat. And I, exa- I, I wouldn't re- eat it. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong? Uh, with it? <laughs> nope. What's in here? <laughs> and I remember. Um, Rufus Beck, who uh, who reads the German version of the audiobook, he mm-hmm. was like, "Es war als würde Snape plötzlich Süßigkeiten verteilen." It was good. it was just so funny as a kid to think yeah. about like if if you know like a teacher who's super stern and who would never who never laughs who really actually hates kids or whatever. Right. It was mean. Yeah. And then you think that person would start handing out sweets. Yeah, it would have all or of a sudden like a, it's like a split personality. <laughs> so like all this, it's not even them. <laughs> it's just a funny thing. And she does it here again. Like I yeah. said, with the bloody Baron, she just makes those comparisons to, to kind of give us an idea of how unlikely it is that Hermione would tell a lie to 
right. teachers. And and at the same time, you told us more about Snape. Yeah, subtly, it's it is good. So good, it's really good. Yeah, that's that. Actually, gosh, I need to remember that for like our creative writing class because mm-hmm. having kids sort of mm-hmm. use other characters to describe or characterize each other because of opposites or something. It's that's cool. Yeah, I like it. Okay, and then um, they are sent back to, to the Gryffindor common room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually won five points. It's kind of funny how it starts off. I don't know if they do that to the first years where they kind of, kind of ease them into the point system and they take off like one, two, or five points is a lot. And then later on, it becomes like 10, 20, 50 points. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> Maybe it's because as the responsibilities grow and as I they, feel like, yeah. they can influence the, the house cup, the older students have yes, more influence. More influence. They're, the they're longer. They know how it up. goes. Yes. Yeah. And first years are, they don't really know. It's less significant. Yeah. It actually makes a lot of sense if That's, you were to mm-hmm. do it that way. Because you don't want the little kids to be like, make one big mistake and like now the cup's just out of... Yeah. You're like the first year, it's yeah. just ruined it for all these upperclassmen yes. who are working really hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and I think it's just so cute. Such a cute thing. They all knew from now on they were going to be friends, but they didn't say anything, you know, nothing but thank you. They mm-hmm. just muttered that little thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then th- and then the next day. And they knew. Okay. The, the next day they're talking to each other, you know, like they're yeah. they're gonna go on and be they friends. They bonded over yeah. that, and yeah. I Unspoken. mean not just not just over that one thing, but like over the whole yeah last couple of weeks. And they'll continue to this whole book. I mean, really, because yeah. my my thought earlier when you said like you know Ron saves his future wife, it's sort of like <laughs> when did he first start? When do you see that first sort of like oh I kind of like her thing? And I have mm-hmm. to think about that, and maybe you guys know already, but um, when's that first little mm-hmm. moment where you're like ooh they're more than friends? You know, I'm trying to remember which book or what is it? what moment uh, it would be. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to uh, once we get to the um, chessboard when yeah. he plays chess and stuff. I think I don't know when I, I think people have argued when he sacrifices himself that Hermione was like, Ooh. ooh, wow, wow, okay, I like wow. that, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, yeah, great chapter. Actually, yeah. so much that happened. I was having you know difficulties writing the summary because i felt like i just left out the oh, whole quidditch it, thing really and yeah it's uh, so honestly not it's, it's weird to, to say it's a very concise mm-hmm. shorter chapter mm-hmm. you get like you just get these really big moments or whatever and yeah and by the way sometimes we will kind of i like making uh connections to the text in terms of just like stories and yeah. just um how i connect with the text or whatever and and we want also by the way i've ne- i don't think i've said this yet but Maybe I have. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe Ez is losing his mind. Who knows? But if you guys have thoughts or self-connections or stories, I think it's great. We actually yeah. got one from Andrew the other day. Just want to give him a shout-out yeah. because I appreciate that he like wrote us in. And uh, shout-out to him. But just a wonderful human being. Yeah. And I love chatting with him just in terms of Star Wars and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like when you can make those personal connections yeah. to whether it's a podcast or it's a you know a book series or a TV show, whatever, it's really cool. It's yeah. fun. It just sort of... That, that's when you know it's a good book, right? Yes. It's got a good story because you're like, eh, that actually is relatable. Right. A lot of people have had that happen or or they find themselves in a similar situation. So Yeah, and to us, like you said, that's what what, a, what it makes it, you know, a good book club for us is, if you haven't noticed, we like to sit down, you know, in a cozy environment and just in mm-hmm. our little cottage and talk about our favorite books. And Yeah, it is. It's nice to just get up and like just talk and to chat about it and you yeah. feel good and we like kind of prepare. It's just, I don't know, it's um, it's an escape. Yes. Right? It's just a fun, and then we talk about it on our walk and we edit the episode. We do, actually, we do. 
it's just a whole thing and I, I really enjoy it and I enjoy this like culture mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's I think it's great. I, I, I try to encourage my, my kids to find their thing to get into your thing yeah. because we all need it. Like these mental like breaks, just like a step away from yes. everything that's kind of going on. Oh, and so. I love looking at um, on back on our Instagram. I love looking at all the different types of Harry Potter co- content mm-hmm. creators. You know, like there's this whole other niche of collectors. Like, yes. like you said, you have a, in the Star Wars realm. The Star Wars realm. <laughs> the Star Wars realm. <laughs> you have, you have uh, also like the toy collectors. And then yeah. in the Harry Potter realm, you do have to like uh, some do like only, what do they call it? The um, little figures. Like uh, the, the action figures? Not the action figures, but the ones that <laughs> actually our logo was based on them. Oh, Funko Pops. Yeah, Funko Pops. Yeah. F- Funko Pops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some collect only Funko Pops. And I think they are... They get so creative with them. They create actual scenes and oh, they yeah. become little photographers. And it's so cool to see how how just this one story sparks this creativity through, you know, all those mm-hmm. people in different ways. They connect it to different things in their lives. And I think that's Yeah, awesome. they like, whether it's art or whether it's toys or setting scenes yeah. or photography, as you say, or... Yeah um like for us podcasting and things like that yeah everyone's kind of connected it's really cool to see that so yeah if you're one of those people by the way reach out like we love to amplify that sort of um thing so yeah and i think that's i mean that's the exact definition of creativity is if you bring something you know two things together that have never been together like Mm -hmm. you know for example like uh someone loves candles Mm -hmm. and someone loves harry potter or lord of the rings and they make harry potter themed or lord of the rings themed candles yes like that is yes so awesome and it, it, it brings the whole story to life and it brings your personality to the table and that's just so cool yeah and we just want to you know like you said amplify shout out to all those creators out there and also the people who enjoy it mm-hmm. like it's a whole what are creators without the people who enjoy it right and appreciate it okay mm. <laughs> i feel like we already kind of did our advice of the week here and and yeah, and we did earlier when I was mentioning <laughs> yeah. it, and I also wanted to mention just again, if as you say here, so Lottie wrote this in the doc, if you lock your friend in with a 12-foot mountain troll, don't just run away. Go back in and help your friend. Yeah. I mean, really, if you get your friend in a pickle, yeah, go help him out. Yeah. That's pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, which is, you know. I think that's really, really cool that you show that to kids. Yeah, don't don't just run away, but you have to go back. And Especially if you know, if you notice and you see it at school, we often say like, yeah, if you see something and you're there mm-hmm. and you just don't move, walk it, away. If you move on from that and you don't do something about it, you yeah. can you, you you kind of become part of it. You yeah. And so we we try to teach that early on because there's so many things where if more people would just stop and and help or do whatever, it makes life better. Yeah. You know, it can really help help other people help help those in need. So yeah. pretty simple. Good call. Okay. All right. Well, I think maybe in the future we'll we'll kind of pull in that other Harry Potter hangout uh, theory thing. Yes. Because I think it's fun. Because right about now is when I think I would like to do it. Um, we also went a little bit long today, so uh, surprisingly, I don't know. Maybe not surprisingly. I don't know. Uh, Halloween was fun. I, um, I had a lot of. We fun. get double Halloween this year. Think about that. I know. We get to celebrate it twice. You and I. Oh. I and everyone will. listening. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, friends, this is wonderful. Happy Halloween to you guys. Happy Halloween. Happy summer Halloween. <laughs> Happy spooky season. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, with that, um, that's all for this week. 
Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope that you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. If you don't want to miss the next episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Follow us on social media at Fleur and Bill. Also, if you haven't already, because we want to make it part of the show, we want to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Harry Potter Hangout, where we have a lot of fun creating short videos, covering more Wizarding World background information and theories. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing Wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium at Florin Bill. Thank you so much to all our current Patreons, by the way. We appreciate you to the moon and back. Alrighty, next week we will discuss Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Quidditch. So definitely don't miss out on next week's episode. Again, happy Halloween. Thanks for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.